I get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly Helpings of the Weekly Dish podcast. That's it. And we are going to talk today a little bit about some restaurant things. Some stuff and some, in- it's really industry talk, yeah. both in and out, I sort uh, of think. And the, the reason it came up was I found this article about the 25 things you're doing in a restaurant that are really making your servers not like you. And I came up with something that servers are doing that I am really not liking. Well, and let's be honest, <laughs> there's probably a lot of lists of both that can actually work out. Yes. I mean, like, this is the hard part. The service industry is a contract, you know, and it's sort of this idea that I am going to sit here and be nice to you and you're going to sit here and be nice to me. And unfortunately, that doesn't always work out. But it should. It should. we're just going to have civility. It's quite easy. how hard is that for everybody? Well, but also the hard part is we are humans and we are faulty and we are messy. And so even though you should leave your drama at the door when you go to work, many servers come having just been broken up with and or have had a really bad day and they can't seem to put that away. And many guests come to the table with chips on their shoulders because their boss yelled at them at lunch. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of things. But it's interesting to know that there are patterns. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, we'll start with the things that you're doing that are annoying people in restaurants as a guest. Okay. And this does annoy me too if I'm sitting with you. Okay. Not giving them room to place the dish in front of you. So your table gets messy and you're moving stuff around. When someone comes to put something down, I feel like it's my job as the guest to help like find room for that place. When you're like with someone who just sits there and doesn't help the server while they've got their hands full of your food and just like stares at their laptop in front of their place, that's so rude. Well, they have their laptop up too. Yeah. Maybe like if you're at a meeting or something, I'm like, here, I'll move. Like I am leaning over and making way because the server has their hands full of stuff. Yeah. No, I give you that too. One of the things that is, you know, in, in the best of all cases world, that server should have been at your table before to make room. Okay. That's in finer dining. It's called table maintenance. Okay. And so like, I know that your food is about to come out. So I come to your table. I take care of any dishes, extraneous things, and I kind of make the space. That's, that is the highest end of beautiful dining. I like that. Yep. Uh, Number two was sending back an undercooked steak when you ordered it rare. (laughs) That's just dumb and funny. Well, that's okay. I was like, you can send back anything, but wait, an undercooked steak if you ordered it rare. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's dumb. If you ordered it rare, it's going to come basically come rare, rare yeah. and just barely think, seared on the outside. Yeah. No, it's going to. And, and I love the places that make you, uh, by the way, confirm for them. So you want that kind of warm or cold and pink. You know what I mean? Do you want that warm and pink or cold and pink? Because warm and pink is medium rare. Right. Cold but I mean, and pink yeah. is just Cold rare. and pure. Yeah. It's like, and then Pittsburgh blue is the way I like it, which is just like scorched. On the outside, like super flamed and then just cold and raw on the inside. On the inside. Uh, number three is expecting a well-done steak to be cooked quickly. Yeah, that's funny. 
Uh, number four is not asking for what you need all at once. I try not to be that diner, but I know I am sometimes. I think that's hard. I mean, it is true. I did it the other day to someone, and I did not mean to do it. But she was like, and she was just a food runner. So she came, and she dropped our stuff. And I said, do you have any salt? Is it on the table? Should I go get it? And she's like, no, I'll go grab it for you. And so she runs away. She comes back because it was french fries. And then I said, uh, can I get some mayonnaise too i'm sorry i totally forgot to ask and she's yeah. like yeah and she runs back and then i was like oh is there a water station you know so i ended up doing that but it was because we had no idea here's one that could go either way and i think you'll pick up on what i'm laying down here expecting not to be charged when you order extra sides so if you're like subbing out something like an example might be let's say you're having a uh, cheeseburger and fries and you want to substitute a salad instead of the fries. Do you think you should be able to sub out like a handful of greens and not have to pay for like a whole side salad that's six ninety five? Different, different thing. Totally, di- those are two different things. Like you may order a side salad, but if they don't have that option as part of the the price bucket for the burger, then they have to adjust for it. And I mean, I'm salad is different, but whatever. But it, I mean, I guess I don't mind paying if I'm going to, if they have a thing that is on their menu that says, this is what you get soup. And you know what I did it the other day, there was a soup and sand, or there was a sandwich and you could get a side salad, fries or soup. And I said, I don't, I said, I want a Greek salad because I wanted the feta. Yeah. And they said, well, you can get the salad, but you can't get the Greek salad with that. And I said, okay, well, I want a Greek salad. Yeah, so, so just charge I'm going to order the Greek salad. Okay, let me give you this scenario. You're a paleo person, so you want a, a hamburger patty, but you don't want the bun, you don't want the fries, and you want it on greens. What a lot of places do is they charge you for the hamburger platter, the cheeseburger platter with the fries and all the stuff, and then they charge you for the six ninety five side salad. So your burger on top of greens ends up becoming like a $19 thing. That happens a lot. Does it really? I did not realize that. I usually say if it's no, but I mean, here, well, okay. Like charge me a couple extra bucks to do that or, you know, I'm not opposed to the paying part, but it's like, it's just not very creative on the server's part to not understand what you're trying to order and find a way to accommodate you that's in the middle. Like, I agree. I agree with that. And most places are like, you know, there's places like at Lion's Tap, which does tons of burgers, you know, and you can say, yeah, I want a double California. And they're like, you know, if you want a double cheeseburger, I can just add, you know, add lettuce and tomato or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's better. Here's what the, um, when customers ask for a ton of extra sides, like extra cheese, guacamole, extra rice, and then they get the bill and they're surprised when you've been charged for that. I, and if you're going to modify something, that's totally different. If you're going to modify something, a dish to make it not the same dish, that causes labor problems, that causes slowdowns on the line, yeah. that causes extra, you know, there's extra things. Yeah, you should be charged for that. Do I think you should be charged for, I think, but I also think people get angry when they, when they say, I want a hamburger, no bun. And then they're like, well, I should, I should get a discount for that. And it's yeah. like, nope. No, it doesn't really work that way. Okay. Some of these are a little obvious. Allowing your kids to run around the restaurant. Yeah, please. That's terrible. Stop with your heathen children. Uh, seven, asking your server to turn the air conditioner up or down or the music up or down. They're not really in charge of that. No, but they can go talk to a manager. I absolutely do that. I think that that is a thing that is, that should be done because sometimes, you know, they're running around from section to section. They may not know that it is freezing in that one spot. And right. I say, so here's the deal. Can we either turn the AC down a little bit or can we move? 
And those are options. And they are free to then go address their manager and then and to say, figure out what the yeah, choice is. Yeah, and then they'll know a little bit too that there's a cold section over there. If you don't say anything, they don't know. How about this one? Um, okay, so my mother in law has this very annoying habit that has been driving me crazy all summer. And it is this when she wants salt yeah. or pepper, she doesn't say, please pass me the salt or pepper. She finger wags in the direction of the salt or the pepper. And just keeps, like, shaking her finger until someone acknowledges, like, oh, you want the salt and hands it to her. So the equivalent of that. So she doesn't use her words. (laughs) No. And the equivalent of that at the restaurant is shaking your glass for a refill instead of politely asking for one. Yeah. Like, just shaking your glass. Come on. Just use your words. Say what you need. Grow up. Use your words. Um, Calling your server over to take your order when you don't know what you want. (laughs) Why would you ever do that? That's just, that's an anxiety point for you, I would think, you know? But, like, why would you ever do that? Why can't there be some kind of a code, too? Like, I thought the code was, you know, you put the menu down, and then it means you're ready to go. Like, I don't know. Servers don't seem to be picking up sometimes on cues of when it's time to order. And maybe it's because they're trying to move you along. But if you come over and I'm ready to order, I assume my menu is closed, it's down on my table, and I'm ready. Well, and and here's a caveat that maybe I'm I'm trying to understand to this question because uh, if you are you may have questions and maybe that's I think you can like ask the questions. You know, if you're not ready to order, it's because maybe you don't know. You know, there's still some thoughts to it, and that's fine. But if you're like if you call them over and they go, oh yeah, we're not ready yet. I don't get that. Yeah, and that's terrible. But if you come over and you say, are you ready to order? And I say, and I ask my questions to you. Yeah. Then please don't stand there and think I can make the determination based on the answers to your questions right in that second. Say to me, do you need more time now with the information I've given you? Because a lot of times they answer your questions and then they're still standing there with the pad. Well, because they're waiting for you. But I'm like, you just answered the questions. Now I need to consider the question answers and reevaluate what I'm doing. So can you give me a minute? And then I do think that's up to you to say, okay, great. Let me have another minute. Okay. Because honestly, if they leave your table and you're like, uh, you know, you were here to order and then, you know, you left, that's going to be another 10 minutes before they come back. Probably. Right. I so know. like they need to know that you're, you're, it's, I think the onus is on you to say, I just need like five more minutes. Okay. How about this one? Rudely interrupting your server when they're dealing with other customers. Oh, this happens a lot. And people think it's okay to be like, when you get a minute, even though you're in the middle of standing at another table, like that's still kind of rude. I, and I would say it depends. I would say the only reason that you would do that is if that server has not paid attention to you and you have been waiting a horribly long time. And that's like a 20-minute time. If you have not been able to get a, your server back to you for some reason within, for 20 minutes, then I, that's, that's too long. There should never be that amount of time in between. Unless they've checked back and you look fine and you've said you are fine. Then they can be gone for that much longer. But even a drive-by your table to give make-eye-contact look – pour the water, whatever that's, but so then I would say if they have, or like, for instance, here's a great example. Jake and I got dropped off burgers at this bar and we're sitting there and our server, she dropped, she, she, she brought us our like pickled chips first. And then she was like, okay, and here's your burgers. And then she left and she did not, I could not get her eye contact. I could not. And I basically sat there and I raised my hand and she still didn't come over. Our burgers were cooked to death. Like they were not edible. And then finally I just said, she was talking to somebody else, and I just peeked over, and I'm like, when you get a sack, we need you. And she said, oh, okay, as if 
I had not. I mean, like, come on. We, there was not. It was not that big of a place. So that part, I feel like I was about to get angry. I was about to walk out. So there. All right. You don't rock out of restaurants easily either. No. So how about staying at the table for hours after you've paid? Wait, the guests? Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying. If they've factored that into your tip, like if you're a camper, because sometimes you camp with friends or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I always say like, we're probably going to camp. But I will reflect it in your tips. So well, that's great just if you keep say filling that. our coffee and our waters or whatever. But the hard part is there's many people who say that. And then they don't. And then they don't. You're bad people if you do that. Yeah. And so I do, I agree that, you know, the thing is, is like sitting at a, t- I would say this, if you feel like you want to hang out, go hang out at the bar, like move your seat, give that server their table because they only make money on tables per night. Right. So like they, you need to move off that table. How about stealing the pens instead of just signing your receipt? Oh, that just happens. You can't. I'm sorry. Every server should have like a huge, like a $1.99 Target pack of Bic pens in their pocket. It's part of your uniform. It is. It is just one of those things. They're going to steal your pens. Expecting special treatment because you know the manager or in this case because you think you're impersonating Stephanie March. Yeah. Remember the Stephanie March impersonator? Yeah. She would go to restaurants and say she was Stephanie March, and people would be like, no, you're not. Also, no. And then she'd be like, well, I'm one of the Stephanies. And they're like, mm, no, no, you're not. No, we know who they are. Yeah, no. Um, I think I do this, ask for water that I don't drink. Because I always ask for water, and then sometimes I realize, oh, I didn't drink my water. Oh, that's an annoying thing they say? Yeah. Oh, God, that's weird to be annoyed by that. I think that's funny. Do you need a PPC for your AC ASAP? Say that five times fast. That's a peak performance check for your air conditioner to make sure it's handling this summer heat. At Aquarius Home Services, we know your AC has been working really hard. It's been a hot summer with more hot days yet to come. For only $29, get a peak performance check and get the most from your AC this summer. Stay cool and worry-free with a $29 PPC on your AC. We're just a click away at AquariusHomeServices.com. I don't know. I don't care. I used to you plunk a glass of water down. Who cares? Everybody should have water. It bugs me when they don't bring me water. Or they act like they're saving the planet because they are, we don't serve water no, unless you specifically you. ask for it because we're saving the planet. That bugs me. Yeah. Same thing like when you're in a hotel and they're like, we don't always wash the sheets because oh. we're being ecological. It's like, no, because you're being cheap yeah. and you don't want to pay someone to work in that laundry room to P.S. change those sheets. I this is weird now that you're bringing this up because in in like a daily service model I you know I don't blanch at that I'm like oh okay fine you know I don't care like I I'll use your plastic straws I will wait for my water all that kind of stuff but um in the hotel industry if you want me to not change the sheets then I want a discount on the room rate isn't that funny because I know how much that they are saving by people who don't do that it's not. It's less about the planet than it is about the money that they're. That's saving. exactly right, Stephanie. And so for me, I feel like at the at the hotel level, then I should they should say, you can get a five percent discount on your room when you show up. We will take it right off your bill if we don't have to change your sheets yeah. while you're here. Yeah. Or the whole towel thing, like only use the towels. I take every towel and throw it on the floor. I make every bed messy. Okay, I don't do that on purpose. I do because no I worked in the hotel business. And you want to. I just, what do you it's do? like, this is <laughs> like, there's a difference between using it for use and then being no, sort of like a, a, penalty. a jerk. Penalization. I'm all for <laughs> penalization. Oh my God. I really don't do it, but I feel like it. Oh, I feel like it. And I probably do use more towels than I could just because well, my... I feel like, well, you got to wash them anyway. I don't want you leaving these towels in this room 
for the next person if they're not used. And believe me, that's what the the cleaners do because I was the cleaner. I don't mind that it is. I guess for me, the hard part is they're always small. It's like I have a huge bath sheet and a robe at home. And usually it's like I need seven towels just to cover my body. It's true. And my hair. Oh, gosh. I remember our power going out and being so pregnant and going to the Lifetime Fitness because we did not have power for a week. Oh, it was a gigantic storm. And I was so pregnant. And I had a postage stamp towel at the Lifetime Fitness. And that's all I had. Yep. And I was just like, okay, sorry. Sorry, everyone. See my junk. Yeah, I here can't it is. keep it contained. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> um, all right. Entering the restaurant to order food right before closing time. Look, sorry. Look. Sorry. I You're know open. It's, it's rough. It's rough. And I, I do feel for you, but I also think that this is part of the job. That is the thing. Every customer should have the same experience, whether they show up at five minutes after open or five minutes before close. That's right. Or That's you should the job. close. That's it, the job. No matter when you close, people are going to come in. If you advertise and say we're open till 10, you your kitchen's open till 10, then it's open till 10. And I'm sorry. And I do. I hate it, too. I hate it when. And it's more for the fact of the staff are just tired and they want to be done. But that's not fair for the business. That's not the business model. No. Or you walk in and like half the ch- tables are on the chairs oh, or that's, whatever. That's and they're deplorable. like, oh, that's never yeah. going to happen. We're closing. I'm like, oh, well, it's quarter to nine. You said you're closing at nine. Oh, yeah. I can go check in the kitchen. Yeah. Or when they like, say, yeah, you know what? They they usually close down early. I'm like, you are just a server who wants to be done or a host who right. wants to be done. That's right. And I'm like, and I kind of feel like, don't you, wouldn't you rather have my like 50 bucks? Wouldn't you rather have that 50 bucks than to just turn me away because you're tired for the night? No, because sometimes people are just like, I want to go home. Somebody said, somebody, I asked this question a while ago and someone told me they thought, an eater told me that they thought it was ridiculous that someone would show up like half an hour before close and expect to be fed. Oh, I would. I have two minutes before you no, close. No, I know. But I mean, like, it's weird to me that it's that it's changed that someone thinks that it's rude to do that to a guest or to a server. And, I'm and like, if you're going to Kohl's to buy a pair of pants yeah, and it closes at eight o'clock, do you feel like at seven fifty five you can run into Kohl's and get your pair of pants and try them on and pay for them? And yeah, yeah it's probably going to take you till like eight ten. but you expect that person to be there because you were there five minutes before the Kohl's closed. Right. Why would you have a different expectation of a restaurant that's got published hours? You yeah. shouldn't. And also, I know that it takes longer to cook things, and that's the process, but it's not like they have to invent it. They've been cooking all night. Right. You know? And one of the things that I thought was really salient was most owners would never do that, but it's the people who are, they're not there anymore at that time of night. Yeah, it's the server folks. It's the server folks. Um, How about this one? And this, we could go on and on. Do you think that you should stack your dirty dishes on the table? Because the server point of view is, please stop tacking your dishes and silverware on top of another. Then I have to use my fingers to fish out your dirty knife covered in your used ketchup. I know you think you're helping, but you're not. Do you want like people? Because I'm a table. I'm I'm like always like trying to stack to make things easy for you. Oh, is and that why you do it? You make it easy for them? You to, think? for the server to like pick it up and. And my husband's always like, stop stacking the dishes. You're not at home. Yeah. Um, my part of this is, again, table maintenance. Like, you should never have to stack a dish because they should be eyes on your table. And they should know when you're done and either take it or, are you through with this? May I remove this for you? Something like that. So that it's never a moment where you're just going to pull everything. And that means you've been sitting too long being done, in my mind. Because it's not like you do it right away when you're done, do you? Or do no, you? no. So it's after a while and you're kind of been sitting there and you're kind of like everybody's done and you're feeling like you want space a little bit. That's, I think, why you start stacking is because you feel like 
I want space now without my yeah, stuff. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't want to stare at my used yeah. plate in front of me yeah. and you haven't come to take it. Yeah, that's usually when the stacking happens. And to me, if a server hates that, it's because they're not, or their busser, they're not paying their busser enough to maintain that table. Here's the other weird part, though. And I feel like this happens more than the not clearing my stuff. I feel like we are in a society of, I've just literally put the last bite of food in my mouth and someone is coming to clear my plate clear my stuff like they are trying to turn those tables so fast that they don't even give you time to chew your food yeah there's a little bit of that which i think is unfortunate too or if you have like wine left in your glass why are you taking you're bringing me a new glass of wine that's great but why are you taking my glass of wine that has two sips left in it because you've brought me a new glass I don't like, know. I can have two existing at the same time. Yeah. I can finish but wine again, one. But again, that's their trying to be table maintenance. But they should always ask. And then they should only ever ask once. You know what I mean? Because that's another thing where we had, uh, God, I can't remember where we were. But, you know, there was clearly a server at our table. And then there was the assistants, you know, the wait assistants. And they would run around and, and, and stuff. So then one person would ask, oh, are you finished? I'm like, no, I'm still picking, you know, still going to kind of eat the rest of that. That's okay. And then great. They leave. And then the next guy, are you done with that? I'm like, nope, still eating. And then the next guy, can I get that for you? No. Nope. nope. Still eating it. Just relax. <laughs> and I get that maintenance. That's what they're trying to do. But it's a communication thing. There you go. It's tough. So here we will end on this note. I find it very odd when you go to a restaurant yeah. and you are going to order something and you say, um, I'm going to order this beer and can you bring me a glass of water? And the person looks at you and keep, this was at a country club. So Steph thought it was a little different because we were at a pool. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And she goes, oh, the water is self-serve. It's right over there. Yeah. I was like, wait, you're bringing me a beer. Why wouldn't you bring me the water? And increase your experience with me of being good to potentially get a better tip. If I have to get up and serve myself, I'm not appreciative of that. I feel like you're standing right next to the water pitcher. Bring me some damn water. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something about that also maybe that she was just letting you know that it is that there is a self-service station that you can if you choose. If like before I get back here, you're it's faster for you to go over and get it than it is for her to wait for the beer and everything. I'm just wondering if that was it. I don't know because this has happened before too. Water being self-serve in a service restaurant is not helpful to me. I don't. I, I can't recall any restaurants that are full service that have only self-serve water. It's happened like twice. I and I, I and I was again ordering something, and then she's explaining to me how I can get myself served water, and I'm thinking, and it wasn't a counter, like you weren't up at the station asking for something, and then her saying water's no, over there. Uh uh-uh. uh because that I get. Like here's where the glasses yeah. are. You're gonna go over to that station over there and get your water or whatever. Fine with that. But if it's a service rent restaurant, and if I'm getting yeah. service at my table, that service should include you bringing me water if I ask for it. Yeah. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And if the management told you to have self-service water, if I was a good server, I would still do it anyway. I'd bring that water to you because I am serving your table. Yeah. That's part of our agreement today. Mm-hmm. But I don't I know. I think this is weird. I mean, My I- whole family thought I was weird. Oh, really? Yeah. They were like, why don't you just go get your own water? I was like, I'm just saying it's not right that if you ask for water and you're getting served beers and wine and food and appetizers, why would you get up and get your own water? That is odd. Yeah. And I did. 
but I bitched about it. In a, <laughs> and you were at the pool, and there's something about the fact that that is a situation of the pool. The water and, is yeah, always maybe, there. Because maybe kids are asking them for water 24-7. Yeah. yeah. But then use your judgment, server. I'm not a kid. I'm no. sitting here with grown-ups, and we're eating food and ordering drinks, which is going to be probably a $100 tab. How about you bring me a glass of water? Yeah. You know what my biggest pet peeve of server, we haven't talked about this, is uh, the thing that... I the thing that I hate the most is waiting for my check or waiting like when we're done and we are clearly done like and we've you've already actually cleared everything or maybe we've pushed everything away and you're not you haven't been back to clear or whatever and just sitting there and I'm like I there's a point and maybe it's also because for me I'm usually with a teenager who goes okay should we go I'm like well we haven't even paid yet yeah. so we can't drop the check you know just wait and it's just sitting there waiting and if I have to flag you down I that's you've just lost so much of my you know trust in the dropping of the check. Yeah. We were both servers, too, just so if you're listening to this yes. and you're thinking, these people are rude. You know, the big difference is, I think, again, and I'm just going to, we're going to bring it down to a societal and a cultural thing, whereas in today's society, and I've talked about this with the minimum wage and the tip credit and everything else, all these controversies, but the fact of the matter is, is that people have shaped up the service industry as something to... uh that some that the people who are doing it are you know the political people who want to uh capture the votes of the service industry people have a need to project uh, a slavery aspect to it and i know that the origins of tipping and everything else goes back to a whole bunch of stuff i'm not saying that what i'm saying is that they they make them out as to be oppressed and they kind of characterize all service industry jobs as you are being oppressed just by doing this job and that is a strange idea because then it becomes this idea that our tips are no longer about good service, which is what it was a bit supposed to be. It's a supplemental income thing that we are now burdened with doing because of our societal norms. And I think the hard part with that is that it takes away for the people like us who, and for me, and I've said this often, who I enjoyed service because I, I like human interaction. And I think that... A, a, you know, an interaction with someone where I know I can help them make their lives better. I know I can do something that's so small that it will make a fun night for them. That is an enjoyable thing to me. And I loved it. Me and too. I hospitality. Was, yeah. Hospitality is a, is a gift and I was happy to give it. And in return, I received compensation for that. And so the hardest part about this is all is the way that it makes it so that if you do ask for something and it's supposed to be, then you have to be feeling bad because you're oppressing someone by this transaction. Right. And I think that's the biggest loss. And I'm very sad for that because it does ring through. And the worst part about it is it is taking it out of the common mainstream because basically we're going to have fine dining servers and you're, no one's going to be able to go to those restaurants other than the elite. So then you're going to have sports figures and CEOs and all of those people. They're going to be fine and they're going to still be served and catered to and be and be treated well. And all the rest of us are going to – and it'll be about money. And it never was supposed to be about money. Right. It was supposed to be about service. Yeah. Well, that is the period on the segment, I think. I think so. If we were going to do it. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the Weekly Dish podcast. And if you are enjoying this podcast – it helps others find it if you give us a review. So yeah. please take a moment to just say, hey, you liked it, or give us any tips. Yeah. We take those Feedback. Two. If you want to hear more things about one thing, or if you're looking for, you know, topics on another, give us a shout. Or if you just don't appreciate hearing the Stephanie therapy session <laughs> on a weekly basis, I hear you. It's or annoying me and my soapbox. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a soapboxer and you're a therapy. 
Good. Oh, thanks for listening. Ciao. This is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protests to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. PodMN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download PodMN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting PodMN.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.